Welcome to the Dig In Travel Podcast, where travel and other digital professionals level up their marketing skills by listening to the top industry experts. And now, here's your host, Istok Franco, founder of DigInTravel.com, your number one resource for travel, digital, e-commerce, and marketing. Hi, this is Istok, and welcome to episode 45 of the Dig In Travel Podcast. Before we start, let me wish everyone a happy and successful 2023 and thank you for listening and supporting this podcast over the last three years it's been an amazing run and your support and your feedback is what makes this podcast and all our digging trail content worthwhile so thanks again before we jump into our chat with today's guest a quick update We just closed our 2023 airline digital optimization survey and it was a great success. We got 55 airline digital leaders on board participating in our survey and self-assessment. Thanks again to everyone who participated. And now we'll start working on result analysis to prepare another great airline digital optimization yearbook for everybody. You can expect the yearbook and the full results to be published in late February. Now, while our survey and self-assessment are a huge and the most visible part of our airline digital optimization research, talking to airline digital leaders is just as crucial. The people, so your peers who do the digital work every day in practice are the ones that can explain and provide proper context to the numbers you'll see in the survey results. So our next two podcast episodes will be actual talks with two airline digital leaders who supported and participated in our research from the start, which was back in 2007. Evan Lee is the first one, so the first of those airline digital leaders that supported and participated in our research from its beginning. Evelyn started her airline career 10 years ago when she joined Asian low-cost airline Scoot as one of the first team members in their digital team. Since then, Scoot's digital team has evolved and matured immensely, and I'm really glad Evelyn was willing to talk about the learnings from their journey. I'm even more happy that after Mariana and Ursula in our prior two episodes, Evelyn is the preferred in our series of talks with female airline digital leaders. So again, I wish everybody a great start of the year. And now, please enjoy my chat with Evelyn. We at BrandSpace are a passionate and deeply experienced team. We break barriers and make it easy for airlines and other travel companies to create better digital experiences for travelers and staff. Check out BrandSpace.com to learn more. Hi, Evelyn, and welcome to the Digging Trail podcast. Hello. Yeah, so I've been looking in my past emails and I saw that I'm in contact with like so many different people in airline e-commerce for more than five, six years since we've been doing airline digital optimization research and benchmarks. And you've been one of the people that I think we I worked with from the beginning. So I think it's really great to have the opportunity also to bring some of the people from our community to this podcast. And uh, so thanks again for uh, for agreeing to do this chat. I also seen Evelyn that 
you just had like a 10 year work anniversary at Scoot. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, you are you, you were there from the beginning because I think Scoot is uh, how many 11 years now from 2011. Uh, were you there from the beginning in the e-commerce team, digital team? Yes, yes. So it's, thanks for inviting me to this chat. So yeah, I have been with uh, Scoot for 10 years now. I think coming to 2011 soon. Yeah, and, and right from the start, I think when they were starting up, um, I really joined them to, to get things started, to get the whole um, core system up, to get the website up. It was really a mad rush back then. And I think now things have uh, really become like fully up, uh, more like a co corporate organization. So e-commerce then and now has also changed quite a bit in the company itself. Um, so what... How did this change look like in these 10 years? You said you were like almost in a startup environment, setting the website. So I imagine it was a small agile team. How has it matured over these 10 years? Or how, what are the key changes that you saw in this in these past years? Yeah, so so I think I, as a startup, I think it was really a very lean team. It was just myself and um, two other colleagues, I remember, who, who we were, and we were all running different things. Like somebody was running the more core system, I was more managing the website experience and other digital areas as well. So so then um, it's, it's, you have to do everything from end to end, right? Not just um, one one part of the scope. And of course, uh, as the company grows, um, as the, the the ambitious change change as well, then we have to also scale up our team, we have to take on uh, a more focused um, portfolio to, to be able to see it scale up in terms of the number of destinations we are flying as well. So it's not just um, one person can carry everything out end-to-end, -end. it's a bit of uh, you need to also enable people um, in the team to be able to do it together with you and then plan roadmaps. Uh, launch them and then overcome challenges together and yeah, whatnot. So, yeah, nice. One of the things that I saw in your 10 year work anniversary or how you call it picture is that you have a very diverse team. We were talking in the past uh, with, mm -hmm. uh, uh, with my prior guest, with Mariana, with Ursula, about how to. There is a lack of female uh, in uh, women in uh, airline digital, but I see your team is very diverse and uh, very young and very vibrant. I see. Yeah. yeah. So I I don't think that uh, I think that more women actually make a choice to to pick up this more and more increasingly as they are choice of career, especially when we talk about e-commerce or even now uh, the more common term is called product management, right? So so yes, women digital. are are getting very uh, also equally equally. Uh, attracted to such roles, so so when I when I think when I I, I uh, started building my own team, right, it was like I was like kind of the only lady in the team. That the, the others were all guys, right. And then uh, I was told like, hey, actually maybe it will be good if you can have a mixture of females in the team. And then voila, in a couple of years time, I think it became a little bit more female dominated. Yeah, but I think the reason I think the photo that you saw recently, yes, it's actually a fifty-fifty mix. Nice. Uh, yeah, and it's also a little mix of some um marketing experience, digital marketing, and then there's a mix of um yeah some people who came on board and learn uh from scratch e-commerce and how to work with um developers 
to get their products up and running. Yeah. No, very, uh, as I said, very interesting team and I think very good team. So I wanted to chat because we are in the middle of this airline digital optimization, our survey, our benchmarks. And I wanted to have this chat and talk to you about experimentation, about uh, product optimization, things like that. But mm. uh, in our preparation for this chat, you tell you told me something else, uh, yeah. which I'm really curious that the topic that is dear to your heart is digital product, uh, digital change management. Yeah. And I find it as a very interesting thing because this is what we see in our research. If you want to do things differently, if you want to do it more systematically, if you want to embed uh, experimentation, you need to start. Or you, I think pro, uh, change management is something that's needed. So maybe tell me why this is the topic that is... Uh, like you said, dear to your heart, and that uh, is something that you want to emphasize. Yeah, because um, I've always viewed change right as something that I I would advocate for, I would I would support, and I would want to drive change. So so I think from my perspective is that when I when I want to roll out something, when I want to build something, right, I want to see how I can change things, how I can improve things. And that's the concept of experimentation, right? It's like you go out there and you try it and then you, you learn of the outcome and you then want to tweak and improve on it. Yeah. So, so, but then when it comes to a team, right? And when it comes to an organization, right? You cannot just do it, um, within your, your small area of, of work because the influence and the impact of the entire organization has to kind of happen together. So that's where the whole digital change management is supposed to happen, right? Well, well, probably in, in school, it has always been, uh, probably in the area of e-commerce, it has been digital first, um, but maybe in some other areas, we are still not fully digitalized, like maybe how airlines typically run. Some are um, yeah, not exactly fully digitalized. So then when we talk about change management, right, it, I came to realize that although I love to drive change, right, when, when the entire organization is meant to change together, right, I also need to follow what that change is, and and I think then I am I am kind of the one who has to follow and be manage a a change that needs to happen as well. And I thought the perspective is very different because driving change, right? Um, every everyone who 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 feels like they want to drive something, they they definitely will have the passion and they will want to drive it. But uh, if it, when it comes from your your role switches in a in a different sense, right? Then you need to be careful of how you are feeling or, or the, the whole idea of being able to um, feel that you are not being forgotten or, or feel that you are not being compromised in the sense, but for a better outcome. Then then it goes back to when I'm driving change, how I help people to feel better, right? And then when I am being changed, how how the how the communication is to happen, how the whole facilitation and the whole um, organization needs to be talking constantly. So that's actually, I think it, it actually increased my perspective of like change management altogether. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> and like you said, when you grew your team, you have more people, more complex organization, more processes, I think this becomes even more important. Yeah. And you said you need to think and work differently. And in digital, what would that mean? So what would it mean in digital that mm. we 
do it differently, think differently in your, let's say, your experience? I think um, in in digital specifically, it would be uh, maybe in the past we want to aim for a very big outcome. Like maybe I want to create this whole um, feature that is supposed to bring bring me a lot of value, but it would probably spend me a, a one year to try to to build mm-hmm. and complete it. But I think I think in this sense now a lot of things is about um coming up in smaller iterations. It's about um trying to scope it into smaller um MVP first, and then after that test the outcome before you experiment, and then before you iterate and then improve it. So. A lot of it has to then um, start from the mindset of actually what is your objective, what is the result you are looking for, and then how then can you um, be more be more efficient in the way and more productive because then you are not spending one whole year trying to do something which you do not know whether it's going to work or not. Well, well, probably if if the iteration can happen in a one to two months or two to three months kind of scope, then it will actually help you. Um, be able to test the outcome more quickly. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, I think this is very important what you said, like do these small iterations, faster iterations, because mm. I think especially in the now, this fast changing world, doing these like long cycles, one year cycles, RFPs, digital things, I think doesn't work anymore. But mm. you also mentioned, I think one other things when it comes to fast iterations, quick iterations, uh, and experiments. I think you mentioned in the past is also to not experiment randomly, you know, not to do these random changes, but to prepare, to hi- to have the hypothesis, to build a prior hypothesis and a prior, a prior idea for change. Maybe if you can elaborate a little bit about that, what did you mean by that? And maybe how you do that at your work in your team? Yeah, I think when I say about, um, randomly testing. I think I think when we were enabled with platforms that allow us to, to carry out tests um and then uh it it may vary uh occasionally it, it, it may always happen in a sense that oh then someone will just tell you why don't you just do this and test it. So so it becomes random, it becomes like uh, anything you want to do just test it out first because that is the principle of agile also right but but I guess um, there has to be enough of a basis to try to uh, at least nail down what is the outcome that you think is going to happen from this test. Then it will not look so random. Um, then, then the success metrics that you identify will help you to ground your, your outcome and help you to decide whether it is worthwhile even moving forward to try to build this um, test and, and then try to identify the the work is well spent in this sense. At Branch we are a passionate team with deep cross-functional experience in airline and travel tech, travel retail, and end-to-end customer experience. We offer Transform Consulting Services and Triplake, our best-in-class digital commerce platform. With Triplake, we deploy the latest technology and retail thinking and make it easy for you to drive personalized end-to-end experiences for your customers and meet your revenue goals. We are an IATA strategic partner for digital innovation to drive together the future of travel. We have been a long-term trusted partner for LH Group, IAG, AGN, TAP, Air Malta and more. Visit branchspace.com to learn how we turn the current challenges airlines are facing in the digital world into opportunities. 
your digital team, your e-commerce team, it's also in charge for the mobile experience, right? Because you're... Mm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I saw, I don't know, I think I saw it on LinkedIn that one of the, let's see, I don't know, digital products. I think it's a digital product that you mm-hmm. rolled out in the last year. It was called App Clips. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really innovative idea in terms of enabling your non-app users to do, it's like a light, if I understand correctly, it's like a mini version of your lab, app, like a, a light version of your app. And I think this is in our industry a lot of the times we want to push app to everybody, but in terms of, if you look at it from a user perspective, I don't want to have, I don't know, 50 yeah. travel apps on yeah. my phone, especially if I'm traveling with you for the first time. So to me, this idea of building something like to, but still to be enabled for people to do some of the things digitally, self-service, to have like this frictionless experience, I really like it. So maybe if you can talk a little bit about how does how did this project how did this idea come to, let's say, how did you came up with this idea and then how did you implement it? So, so definitely I have to give credit to my mobile product owner. I think um, the, the team, I think iOS came up with a lot of like uh, their core features and I think Eclipse was one of them. And, and it's quite interesting how we saw uh, Eclipse became more popular over the, the pandemic period, especially. I think, uh, especially when we had to do a lot of the entry scans and the, the, the QR code scans and to enter a building and whatnot, right? The app clips became one of my favorite features to use my iPhone, actually. And then, uh, what, and I think one of my team, team members, teammates actually said like, oh, actually, they also think that uh, app clips can be used, um, for our mobile app, um, I mean, experience, right? And, and we always know that, um, the app, the, the mobile experience is not just in the app that people mm-hmm. download, right? It's the entire mobile phone itself and how there are really a lot more um, smartphone users and how people use their mobile phones almost like every hour of their life, right? And that uh, we we thought that instead of trying to get people to download our app, then this, this thing seemed relevant uh, at this point in time that we can actually get people to interact with school if they have, even though they have never downloaded our app before. Yeah, and I think it was an interesting use case to try out as well. Yeah, I read it. It was like one of the features that you had the chance to learn and ideate. So the process that we talked before, like this quick clean, uh, iterations. So mm. what were the learnings or what, what were the things that you then iterated based on these learnings? Mm, I think at the moment it's still um, in this iteration phase. But, uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but I think what we saw is that a lot of people were using it. So, so then it it means that there is an interest um, for people to want to have that app clip. Then, uh, then the idea is then what what else can we make use of on the app clip? Right? Is it about um, something that can drive another action uh, for mm-hmm. the for the customer? Like is it some kind of an alert for them to 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 in, interact with Scoot in the app or get them to even eventually decide decide that they want to download the app? Yeah, I think that's the direction that we are looking at the next steps, a function that they want to use. Okay, and one aspect of this whole let's say innovation, testing, building digital products is. I think it's a big aspect of what we talked before 
So not to try to test and experiment randomly, but prepare like structured hypotheses, structured ideas is analysis of behavior and understanding people, understanding the data, understanding doing UX and user research. And this is one thing that uh, I think it says in your LinkedIn bio that you're using analysis of behavior around the customer journey. So how do how does that work? Uh, I think um, the analysis really is from the, the data, the outcomes that we, we get from the experiments that we run. So then um, they are very usually very simple. They are like uh, like something as, as simple as whether there are uh, views on, on that particular feature or whether somebody click on it. And, and truly, we are able to see like behaviors um, of how people are, for example, using a mobile website experience versus a whole um desktop website experience and, and we are able to then decide that oh what are the things we should really prioritize to do on our mobile um side of things and what are the things that are important to a customer on the desktop experience. So so that kind of an analysis of the customer um behavior help us to decide what to do. And on your end which part let's say of the data do you like or do you like to analyze more? Is it more uh, quantitative, like data analytics, or is it more qualitative, like user research, user feedback, I don't know, user testing, things like that? Where do you see more value? I think it needs to be a bit half-half. Uh, okay. I, I, I would think uh, a lot of things, even the numbers can't tell us, where, but, but when you really do a qualitative um, interview, right, what they tell you, it's going to help you identify things that um, the data cannot tell you. Yeah. So so sometimes we think that we are helping people to find to solve their 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 need or their one, right? But I think I think if if the observation is helping you to identify something that that solves a whole problem, that will be the most the most satisfying kind of feedback to get. <laughs> yeah, I I agree. Yeah. And. In terms of, let's say, because you said, I think your role is managing digital channel, digital products, but also product innovation. Mm -hmm. What are some, let's say, areas or parts or things that excite you the most at the moment uh, that you would like to explore the most and see the opportunity for your for building better or optimizing your digital product? I... I would hope to like um identify alternative like platforms because like um how the 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 shift in technology and how the user behaviors are changing right I think um different platforms are going to be um penetrating this space again and and it will be it will be good to be ahead of the curve to to identify some of these and mm -hmm. and and then be able to work, do some work there right to already get some testing and some some of these insights in on, on actually these these new platforms what were they what kind of results will they bring businesses bring to businesses. Yeah. And um also another area which I think will be interesting is more like um thinking about alternative uh ways to to help the bis to, to kind of increase revenue for the business, not just from a platform, right, but more from a different approach of um, maybe selling air tickets in the future yeah or yeah so something that yeah 
So thinking about different revenue streams, like additional digital products or just how to increase the core product? I think the additional digital product. Okay. Okay. And when you're talking about alternative platforms, alternative channels, how difficult it is to, in your shoes, because you need to, I mean, manage both innovation, so exploring these new things, but also optimize, make sure the existing platforms work, optimize it, increase conversion, increase revenue. How difficult it is to have these both two hats, you know, to look at two things and, uh, or do you see as as, as connected? I, I think they are connected. So the, I think the, the bottom line is that whatever new thing that you, you roll out, right, you must always be uh, ready to optimize it and, and always be able to identify where where is it not doing well and, and then look at how you can optimize it altogether. So, but then not, uh, not at the same time, not giving up the chance of like, going into a new area. I think going to a new area, so, so it, it builds up, right? After you go into a new area, then you get to do the experiments and you get to optimize. So I think they both play a part and in hand and it's important. So in this last, let's say in these 10 years that you've been doing this mm. and we were talking about these iteration, learnings, uh, hypothesis, things like that, building features. Mm. Was there any surprises that you went into something and say, okay, this will work this way and then it worked completely the opposite way? Or was it something that you really had an aha moment when you were doing this? Or was there any, let's say, building any feature or product that you learned the most uh, about, I don't know, your users or the whole process? Um, to be honest, I don't think I really have any concrete examples. <laughs> and But instead, I feel like it hasn't really been that easy trying to experiment altogether. I think the smaller things are, are always easier. If I want to t- test a copywriting, I want to yes. test a button, all this, I think these are outcomes we can easily test. But I think over over the over time I, I kind of realized that experimentation in bigger skills of like uh, product development mm-hmm. to really build something. Uh Usually we try to go into it with a kind of a guarantee that it will not be, it will not fail. Yeah. So yeah, you have to in that regard you have to put much more into what we talked before, like in preparation, in research. Mm. Mm. So you need to pretest some of the concepts in let's say in hypothesis phase, not in the build them in the. Like, yeah. This is a concept that we call like pretesting, right? Yeah. Okay, um, and personally, how do you learn about digital, about things? How do you stay on top of, uh, on, on all those things? Uh, also, change management that you tell that is re- that you are passionate about. How do you how do you learn about things so you can manage them then properly in practice? I think I I try to read a lot. I try to read out on articles, on trends. I try to learn from people um, that I talk to as well, like what they are doing. And and I think um, meeting different people from different industries really uh, helped me to gain a lot of insights as well because being in the aviation industry for the past 10 years, right, it means that the, probably the only knowledge that I have is travel related and, mm-hmm. and I think there's so much more. 
uh, like even in retail, I think in retail maybe it's easier for me to learn because if I shop online, then I can learn from how that experience is created and how I can try to think back on how it may be relevant to travel as well. So a lot of this more like exposure to um, talk to different people, interaction online, my own uh, own learnings, and then really just trying to build up and make sense of things. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned retail, especially e-commerce. In your part of the world, I think it's like booming and you have so much innovation in that area. Yeah. Were there some things that you saw or you would like to, you saw and you would like to implement or you would like to see in airline industry, in your digital products? Uh, because I think we as an industry can learn a lot from that part because mm. it's booming and it's growing so rapidly. Yeah. So I thought that one thing that probably airlines can learn is that when we create airlines, when we create apps for, for our industry, right, we shouldn't be just thinking about, um, what is, or thinking about, like, what is it that the traveler is looking for, but I think we should try to kind of make it like a bit of like a shopping experience that, that, that is very much out there in the, in the e-commerce retail industry already. Like the shopping experience is a lot of, there are a lot of features out there that, that, um, retailers have that actually make the shopping experience more uh, engaging more more helpful so like yeah I think that that would help the airline do you think that your users compare your app to the other retailers and expect these features I I guess um, yeah I, I guess they they eventually would would if they are uh, they are they are a customer that is very used to um online experience then and if online experience can convert them into a regular food app user for example i I would think that would be a, a good attraction point to make people want to use the app more and uh, <laughs> no no that's definitely a valid point and especially I think like I said in your part I think it's the app and the mobile part is like growing so rapidly and it's become way more important. So I think this, that's why I said that the app clip example, when you have like a pre moment, so you provide some mobile feature and then you can work around the scenarios of, like you said, to try to onboard, to not upsell, but upgrade users from a digital future to an app future. Mm. And here, I think it's, um, this, this process is really important. And when it comes to app, we always talk when we do workshops with airlines, we talk about trying to think what are the problems that you solve for your users so they would see the app as valuable. Uh, so I don't know how you see that, but I think uh, apps in that regard needs to solve some problem uniquely or in a unique way or solve some unique problem. So then your users will be willing to uh, to download and use the app, right? Mm, yeah. <laughs> Good. Okay, uh, Ellen, I think this chat for me is very interesting. A lot of thinking, uh, how things evolved. Uh, is there anything else that you would like to see uh, the, in the next uh, few, let's say next year or two? What are the things that you're most looking forward to build? Or is there any current project that you're doing and you're excited about? Any digital new feature, new digital product, things like that? 
I, I think the 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 app the platform itself, right? I think there's a lot to do, right? But I think what's more interesting is the data that is on the platform, right? And how how we need to really um create an experience that can cut across channels. I thought that would be that's something that uh I hope that airlines can really make it happen. Yeah. Across across kind of across channel experience for, for platforms. So you meaning connecting data from your core platform, from website, then to app, mm-hmm. to these micro apps, things like that. How you how you orchestrate all this data and try to provide the best experience for your users, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, that that's interesting. And I think like you said, you're on good tracks when you create all these different digital interfaces, now connecting them and uh, trying to create the best possible user experience on all on and unified one is the yeah. I agree is the next yeah. frontier, the next challenge. And this is something uh, that we are looking forward. Do you see here solving this challenge in the same way, iterative, small steps, trying to find one scenario, one use case of data, and then apply and learn instead of this big bang approach? Is this something how you do try to tackle this challenge? Yeah, I I think it has to happen in a in a small smaller smaller iterations also. Okay, uh, so thanks Ellen for this chat. I hope. Thank you. Yeah, I hope we will be in touch. If not before next year, when we do the benchmarks again <laughs> for our industry, for our for our digital optimization. And yeah, looking forward to follow some of your new innovation in the area, especially with ads, digital platforms, digital touch points, and keep up the good work you are doing with your Scoot team, man. Thank you. Thank you, Scott. At BranchSpots, we are a passionate team with deep cross-functional experience in airline and travel tech, travel retail, and end-to-end customer experience. We offer Transform Consulting Services and Triplake, our best-in-class digital commerce platform. With Triplake, we deploy the latest technology and retail thinking and make it easy for you to drive personalized end-to-end experiences for your customers and meet your revenue goals. We are an IATA strategic partner for digital innovation to drive together the future of travel. We have been a long-term trusted partner for LH Group, IAG, AGN, TAB, Air Malta and more. Visit branchspace.com to learn how we turn the current challenges airlines are facing in the digital world into opportunities.